Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos at Equity Bruin. Here with me is a full gang. <laughs> Off to a wild start, starting with Avery at Brave underscore Grapes. This is our seventh take. <laughs> Greg at Bananamorphs. <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> and Matt Huberton at Matt God Niver. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I cannot believe I can't believe the goal of Washington fans to get into a fucking 48 hour discourse around a hashtag go dogs did you, guys see, did you guys see that actual Twitter poll that like the dog fan put out no, no. some some dog uh, some Washington uh, is like one of the SP Nation it wasn't actually SP Nation sites we love those guys um, but they put one out that was like, who actually has rights to the Go Dogs hashtag? And one had Washington and one had Georgia. And it was 90% Georgia <laughs> with like over 5,000 votes. Like, I love how a factual, now we're just putting a factual oh statement God. up on a poll as an opinion. <laughs> Way to sign up for the L. Jesus. That's how trademarks are decided. <laughs> just Twitter, no. Twitter poll. Fucking Twitter poll. I hope that they always keep the Georgia um, logo next to the hashtag go dogs. And one day um, I almost said Jimmy Lake, Kaylin, Kaylin DeBoer, DeBoer tweets hashtag go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the highlight of my life. Have you seen the argument from Washington fans that go dogs belongs to them because it's spelled D D because it's spelled D a W G S with a W. I, I for one do not understand why Georgia fans would put a W in it at all. I, Have it you ever make sense to me. heard a Georgian speak? Yeah. Wouldn't it be spelled with D O W G? Have you ever heard a Georgian Gaug? spell? That looks like. <laughs> um, <yes. laughs> I think D A W G is super cringy and makes me uncomfortable when people say it's bizarre. Spell it like I that. agree. It's weird. All right. Well, <laughs> there was our also, commentary. Also, Georgia's the bulldogs, and it makes more sense for them to say dogs. That's probably than... true. Dogs is literally in their name. Yeah. Like, uh, Washington could just say go Huskies, but no. Washington they... should just be like, woof. <laughs> yeah, woof. Hashtag bark. <laughs> <laughs> what a great start to the episode. A great start to the episode. We're already weighing in on the hot Washington-Georgia go dogs discourse. <laughs> anyway, this is our season finale, recapping everything that's ever happened in Pac-12 football and basketball. Yes, we are going dark for the summer. It's been a long season. We're all going to take a break. Uh, we'll drop an episode per month until August, probably. We'll preview the Pac-12 football season. I don't know. Did we renew? Are we renewed for season two? Anyone get a word on that? No. Home, we got to ask our uh, daddy's home field now that they yeah. uh, paid Please. us. <laughs> pay, uh, pay, paid us the whopping amount of. I'm not even going to say it because it's just. Did they ever them. actually pay us, by the no, way? No, they actually have not. I should follow up with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a t shirt that has Sunny Boy on it. That, oh, yeah, that's right. right. The weird. Child vomit yellow, and it's my prized possession now. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, we will be going dark uh, for the summer mostly, uh, dropping an episode per month all the way up until August. And as we said, we will preview the Pac-12 football season. By the time we drop our next episode, probably, most likely, I will be married. We'll be having a wedding, and you all are coming to it uh, after I had to after I had to bully you clowns into RSVPing for the hundredth time. Okay, it was a difficult process. Very difficult. Confusing. There was a link. I had to press like four different links it within took me the link. Less than a minute, I think, to RSVP. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know it why. Was clearly it was made so for hard white for men. You too. <laughs> Carlos isn't the a white man. Has created. <laughs> Great. And, and Matt He's catering is... to them. Matt is the token straight white man, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, well, he just said he didn't want to go. Uh, and, and guess <laughs> no. what? I RSVP'd for him. That's what I had to do. <laughs> Insane stuff. Uh, whatever. Anyway, that I just this thought I'd use desperate this. desperate for gifts. <laughs> you... <laughs> okay, we bought. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into the, my registry right now. Uh, anyway, we. Uh, what we, is it? Hold on. Yeah, we're getting into your registry right oh now. Oh, my Hold God. On. Let me grab this. I'm going to get him the Harry Potter. This is important. This is almost as good as when we found Avery's, um, that one website wish list for oh, Christmas. Oh, her Pinterest. Her pin- no, it was, no, her Etsy. Yes, that's it was right. Etsy. Yep, yeah, her Etsy wish list. Etsy there. wish list that I haven't updated since I was 14. And then she deleted everything amazing. after she found out that we. That we I was embarrassed. <laughs> that we found it. Okay, all right. Anyway. Anyway, so as Matt is looking up my registry, <laughs> um, I thought we'd use my wedding as an inspiration here. Uh, I wanted to ask you all a question. What's one thing you fell in love with this past Pac-12 football and basketball season? It could be a storyline. It could be a coach. It could be a player. It could be a meme. Whatever you want. One thing that you fell in love with over the past uh, wow, football and basketball Wow, you really seasons. put Le Creuset on your registry? Are you kidding me? Avery is a Le Creuset Creuset uh influencer and so i had to support um i haven't posted on my tiktok in like months that's sad. what and i really should How rich are your that's friends like, this is that's ridiculous like free money yeah <sighs> yeah you really should avery i know anyway all right let's if we bo- with- if we bully you into posting on your tiktok will you give us some of the lakers hey please maybe okay okay i'll have to do it uh, all right. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> One thing you fell in love with this past Pac-12 football and basketball season, Greg, you started us off. There can only be one answer, and that answer is Carl Durrell. I was going to say, that could go in so many directions. <laughs> I love <laughs> Carl Durrell, and I'm going to be devastated when Colorado can finally afford his buyout. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a sad, sad day. <laughs> but until then... You're trying I'm to tell me another P5 isn't poaching him away. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look what happened to Mel Tucker. Until then, we are going to have so much fun continuing to uh, do Colorado Yardage Watch, fading Colorado, betting Colorado unders, and just watching unprecedented displays of offense. Never before seen in the history of football. I mean... We get Brendan Lewis back this year, right? Do we? Do we, we run in it back? Do we back? have to do that again? We have to watch him again? Have to. Get I feel like to. they have another we... quarterback, but genuinely, I do not know. It's it's April. <laughs> I have he no idea. He can't be that good. It's Carl Durrell. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I fell in love with Colorado and uh, Carl Durrell this year. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Avery, what's uh, one thing that you fell in love with over the past Pac-12 football and basketball seasons? Oh, this is really hard. Um, no, it's not. Come on. 
my love for Oregon State started last basketball season. So I feel like have you fallen I can't out of that. have you fallen out of them? No, I'm still in them? love with Oregon State. I, I have much love for Oregon State. I think they're going to get second in the Pac-12 North this year. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm going to answer with Terrell Brown Jr. That's though. good. That's I, a good one. I developed quite the passion for Terrell Brown Jr. I think most of it's because I felt so bad for him. Like, Washington fans still really appreciated him and rejoiced in his presence, but I didn't feel like it was enough because these these are people that bark. Like, I, how much does our <laughs> love and admiration mean? Yeah. So I I took it upon myself to be the number one Terrell Brown Jr. fan, and I like to my new favorite pastime is asking Arizona fans what would have happened if Terrell Brown Jr. never transferred. They probably <laughs> needed him. They probably needed I, him. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I think they for sure would have made it past the Sweet Sixteen. So probably Terrell Brown Jr. and just his amazingness. I wish he was coming back next season, but he's, he's very old. old. So he's very very old. Sadly. I will have to say goodbye. QB1, by the way, for Colorado right now is a guy named JT Shrout. Not to be confused. Oh, that guy, right. He was the young guy who all the Colorado fans wanted to play. Shrout. He didn't play because... Uh, An injury. He got injured. They didn't want him to get killed behind that offensive line, right? I'm pretty sure no, he, he did sure get got, killed. I'm pretty sure he got did injured. He? I'm not sure if he got injured in season. Yeah, I, I thought, thought, he, he, was I thought he was a fall camp injury. Maybe. Maybe. Gets injured behind your O line and fall camp. I know that his name <laughs> made me get uh, CJ Stroud's wrong, name wrong. I always, like, I always confuse them. After he up. went down with a knee injury in the preseason last year, oh, he has become an unofficial member of the coaching staff, so he could be sacrificed. Wait, oh no! Oh dear. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Weird. Oh, this is gonna be epic. <laughs> Um, okay, that's a good another another really good answer. Mine here. I'm gonna say Drake London. I God, we kind of so for- mad at you all. We kind of forgot <laughs> about him. <sighs> I I fell in love I with Drake London. I'll him. never forget. <laughs> I will uh, never forget. The most maybe one of the greatest. What? Well, how many games did he play? Eight eight game stretches uh, that we've ever seen in the Pac-12, and that's at USC, which is like a wide receiver powerhouse uh and they were terrible and they were terrible he was the uh terrell brown jr of usc really uh usc football that's a great he was awesome uh from highlight catch to highlight catch it felt like every time you watched him against whoever it is that he was playing he was either uh making an insane catch making getting about 10 catches in the game or it even got to the point where it was like uh off uh, defenses would lock in on him and it would create opportunities for literally everyone else it, it was insane stuff from Drake London. Uh, I am obviously that is uh, technically my rival, but Drake London fucking owned. I felt I was like, wow, this this guy's awesome. Like you had you had to watch USC games just so you could, even if it was like USC Oregon State or USC Colorado. USC Oregon State was actually like very fun, but USC Colorado was a. I thought was USC a, uh, Colorado was a lot of fun also because I was constantly live betting USC. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna say Drake. London I don't think here. you'd feel that way if USC was decent last year, though. That's probably I think true. You would fucking hate Drake London. That's probably that's almost certainly true. Maybe. Yeah, if they were yeah. great, yes. Anyway, Matthew Hubertson, you were so judgy about all our picks. Who are you? Who are you picking? Yeah, all of you repent immediately. It's Daddy George. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, I've heard. Yes. How could I forget? Did he start this year? Forget Did he start last year? Yeah, last July. Brought in the Pac-12 championship game to July. Las Vegas. You'll you'll know that nobody else but him did that. That was all him. Um, mm-hmm. 
one Utah that gave Utah their first Pac-12 championship. Loved that about Thank him. Thank you, George. Thought I'm that was pretty sure that behavior. the Pac-12 championship game was going to be in Vegas before COVID started, wasn't it? No, you're not. Fake Ed, news. No, that's fake Wrong. news. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. That, that was all Daddy George. Um, oh, wow. Then, We're really spreading misinformation th- on this shut fucking up. podcast. Then, <laughs> shut up. Then brings in the sole, the sole architect of present-day Gonzaga. Make sure that he's coaching in the conference. And then goes and poaches. The best coach in the Pac-12, Lincoln or Pac-12, Big 12, Lincoln Riley, absolutely has been amazing on 12. and off the field, has been incredible, and then furthermore goes and removes, uh, moves the the home office out of the godforsaken money pit that was wherever the fuck they were in Southern San California, San Francisco. Was, they moved it. No, they they just, went going remote. To a work from home model. Oh, because right. we're a tech company. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Love Daddy George. Love everything about him. Shall continue to praise forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Very good pick. Very good pick. Um, okay. Any other ones that any other storylines, coaches, players, memes, whatever you fell, fell in love with? Small tangent. Speaking of commissioners, just need another fuck Larry Scott for what he did with the Rose Bowl tickets. Did you see that story? Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Go ahead and recap this for us, Greg. So the Rose Bowl game uh, every year would give tickets to the Pac-12 to give to their employees for free. And uh, Larry Scott, I think in 2019, uh, did not give those tickets. Uh, He told the the Pac-12 that there was a shortage of tickets so they wouldn't be giving them to the employees. And it was later discovered that he had given the tickets to the parents on his kid's soccer team. Yeah. Dumb stuff. I just, fuck you, Larry Scott. That That guy. Send him in hell. (laughs) (laughs) That guy was such a sleazeball. It's like all this stuff is coming out. It's like, my God. This dude was like horrible, actually. Like, you know, you have to be some level of horrible, I think, to be a commissioner for a fucking Power 5 conference. But he was terrible. Like an actually horrible human being. Remember that time when... uh, Larry Scott like called a meeting, uh, an emergency meeting for some big news, and it was his own contract extension. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Insane shit. You have to be a serious narcissist to do that. Larry Scott and Urban Meyer. Show me the difference in this picture. <laughs> That's a good at one. Least at least Urban, Urban Meyer, Meyer was good at success. his job <laughs> yeah. for some amount of time. Yeah, Urban we're still Larry Scott hasn't been. Fine. <laughs> Hasn't achieved well, anything since yeah. high school tennis. The Very best sad. thing Larry I mean, I guess Scott he stole a bunch of money. Was but... like attempting to bring Texas to the Pac-12. That's his biggest accomplishment, and it's not an accomplishment. It's something he failed at. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, that is what we fell in love with, inspired by my own wedding. Speaking of narcissism, but for the final time, and love, I guess. <laughs> for the final time, though, let's do some awards. And now the peak of the pack. Final awards, peak of the pack, whatever. Uh, we have some silly and serious awards. So let's start with the boring ones, the actual serious ones. Let's start with the best coach in the Pac-12 across football and basketball, both sports. All right, Avery, kick us off here. Who is your Pac-12 coach of the year across both basketball and football? Uh, it's Tommy Lloyd. I don't think there's like a clear choice in football. Um, Lincoln Riley hasn't been here long enough, and I'm you not were considering Lincoln, Lincoln Riley <laughs> isn't an elite coach. I'm just saying in football, yeah, yeah. there's like not competition. Like, unless you're gonna say Coach Whittingham, 
I don't know. Um, Tommy Lloyd was named the Associated Press Men's Basketball Coach of the Year in his first season, which is pretty high honors. Um, Arizona basketball was hot doo-doo last year, and I think what he achieved was really impressive, even though he didn't make it past the Sweet 16. I think he's the best coach between men's basketball and football in this conference. I don't think it's very close. Uh, I think that's a good pick. Uh, do we want to give Lincoln Riley credit for having the what did they what did Colin Coward call it the greatest practice the of greatest all time practice ever yeah, held man. on a comp a college? I just think ever. I just think the publicity he's bringing to the Pac-12 is really good. It probably it does mm-hmm. it does it, yeah. And I think he'll end up being the best football coach in the conference because there's not like a ton of competition outside of Jonathan Smith. Yeah, like where's our competition here? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I don't think anyone in football had like a turnaround or a big moment the way that Tommy Lloyd did. Kyle Whittingham me again. Kyle Whittingham is the closest one, but um you know, Utah had kind of been there, done that. Uh he's been the coach there for 10 years. I mean, they'd never won the conference, but yes. Also, this is historically one of the worst football seasons in conference history. That's right. So like, do you want the gold star? Like, congrats. Yeah. Win, win the Rose Bowl next time. But Tommy Lloyd had Arizona as a ni- national title contending team. Like, that's very impressive. Uh, even if uh, his team kind of faltered at the end, uh, you know, a lot of that probably was due to tournament experience. But Tommy Lloyd owns. I, he he installed an identity. He gave Arizona identity, clear focus. Uh, like, a, they were the most fun team to watch. Like, Arizona was fun. They were a blast to watch. Uh, I hate Arizona as a UCLA basketball fan, and they were just fun. I I couldn't take my eyes off them. So that's a good uh, that's a good pick. Once again, Matt Hubertson has uh, something to say about all our picks. Go ahead, Matt. Hold on, I need to finish this tweet. Holding auditions for new No Truck Stops Pod co-hosts. Please apply below. Link in bio. Um, <laughs> Link in bio. <laughs> Go ahead, okay. Matt. All that. I'm all done that with that. Um, this is so unbelievable. I'm so mad at you guys. Uh, it's Clay Helton. Are you kidding me? Oh. Um, <laughs> runs in here with a 500 record. Leaves. Gets ran out of town absurdly. Okay. By the way, lawsuit pending on that. I'm sure. Um, and USC falls apart. Not only does USC fall apart, the entire conference falls apart. As Avery said, worst football season in the history of the conference. I have you're gonna have a very difficult time, nay, an impossible time convincing me that this is not due to Clay Hilton no longer being in the conference. Thank you very much. Not a, have to bad agree, pick. Uh, not a bad pick. With Matt, uh Clay Hilton, clearly his impact was felt. Uh the other people I considered outside of Clay Hilton, uh Tommy Lloyd, yeah. I think he was the uh, clear number two behind Clay. And then I think I think Whittingham I mean, I don't think he was he had a, as good a season as Tommy Lloyd, but uh, recruiting's at an all, all-time high for Utah. They won the conference for the first time, and that Rose Bowl game was really good. Uh, and the offense was, like, also really good, which is new and exciting for a Kyle Whittingham team. But, yeah, uh, Clay Helton and Tommy Lloyd for me. <laughs> all right, well, I'm glad you all took that serious. Uh, we have another serious award here. Who wins your Pac-12 Athlete of the Year? And who do you think is the absolute best player we saw play football and or basketball in 2021-2022? Matthew Hubertson, we get to be judgy to you now. You start us off. 
Ooh, um, this is this is where Drake London probably takes it. Um, yeah. I think it's got to be Drake London here, especially since he should have been playing football and basketball. Yeah, that's true. This yeah. is yeah. true. <laughs> that is true. Drake London, yeah, we talked about him. Uh, he's he's up there. I'm still kind of going down to the wire between him and oh come on, Ben Matherin. Ben Matherin was my number two, but he was a distant number two. It's yeah. All right, all right, uh, all right. It's Drake London. Let's just give him the unanimous <laughs> consensus one. Uh, Drake London fucking owned. We already talked about that. He was a lot of fun. Uh, had a lot of gravity. I will say though, Ben Matherin was right up there for me, just because. Uh, I mean, I don't know that he was Arizona's best player, but he was certainly their loudest, most explosive, and had uh, some big moments. He also played a whole season. He played a whole season, uh, unlike Drake also, London. Like. Arizona was soft in the tournament. You could see it. Ben Matherin was not soft. He put them on his back uh, in the TCU game. He's the reason they made the Sweet 16. Uh, So, like, he's a good number two, but what Drake Linden did was absurd. Yeah. Clear number one. Yeah, Avery, you agree? Is he uh, number one? Okay. Any other concerns? Oh, go ahead. I feel like I saw some argument on Twitter and it was probably Utah fans because they're fucking dumb about how Drake London actually wasn't that good. Oh and it, my God. anyone who thinks that it's it's literally just because he didn't play a full season, so you he don't remember. Broke the record at USC for catches in a game against Utah. Yeah. Like, we all watched that as Utah fans. How do you not think he's? Good? Utah fans only watch the score because they're so amazed that we are winning in the Coliseum. Um, <laughs> no, he's so good, and he's going to get drafted in the first round hope so despite being injured be for a third of the season yeah hope so he's fucking incredible like smith um, and jigba had a record-breaking performance against utah in the rose bowl and it's debatable whether or not he had the best game against utah that season oh it's not debatable <laughs> come on I can debate it. <laughs> we don't need to hey but drake london wasn't playing against a running, a running back, back. yeah like fucking I... <laughs> corner so I mean, i'm gonna give it to drake smith london. and jigba was torching mata Ele for most of that game but it's not important running back exactly Drake london is awesome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah drake london's right ben Matherin's up there i honestly did consider christian coloco too um he was yeah he was insane i for, think he might have been third for me yeah he had some really bad ups and downs though. he did yeah, yeah. He, when he was down he was he down. finished the season pretty strong besides the tournament yeah and just like an insane player to watch defensively and offensively and all that stuff um yeah. Any other considerations? Any other players that you threw out there? Any other football players? Did uh, did did Kayvon Thibodeau Devin or Devin, Devin Lloyd? Lloyd? Yeah, that's what I was wondering if you all were considering. But I don't. Lloyd. I I feel like that would just be way homer shit for me to compare Devin Lloyd to Drake London. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like there was Devin no Lloyd was incredible, him. but yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Cool. Well, let's move on to some of our dumb awards now. Uh, if these weren't already dumb. I'm going to call this the uh, look at the mess you've made award given to the Pac-12 person who made an absolute fucking mess of a good situation. Uh, I've got three nominees, not nominees, three nominees, uh, but feel free to go off the board if you've got someone that is in mind here. Nominee number one, obvious one, maybe the front runner, Jimmy Lake, UW head coach who lost to Montana and then everything else spiraled from there, maybe had the loudest uh the loudest uh tenure in the entire pac 12 uh felt like we were talking about jimmy like every fucking week so uh he's nominee number one uh nominee number two wayne tinkle who somehow went from an elite eight to the worst basketball season in pac 12 history uh and uh you know some stuff came out that his team was at each other's throats they hated playing with each other 
Uh, they went out sad. Very, very sad. Um, nominee number three, John Wilner, for convincing us that Justin Wilcox was a serious candidate for not one, <laughs> but two Pac-12 head coaching jobs. <laughs> Those are, Who did he convince? Those are... Uh, he, Oregon fans? I was never convinced. <laughs> Look, he made us talk about it. That's enough. Like that He put that enough. out into the world, yeah. and we talked about it for a long time, whether Justin we Wilcox we was going to go to UW or Oregon. Um, so those are the three nominees, but you could go off the board here. So get a starter, Greg. Who wins your award for Look at the Mess You've Made? It's very hard to choose. All very worthy candidates. Horrible messes were made. <laughs> Uh, I want to pick Wilner just because I've talked about how I don't think Justin Wilcox is a good coach before, but uh, have to go with Jimmy Lake. Uh, he managed to fuck up in every conceivable way. It's incredible. <laughs> like he hired John Donovan. Everybody knew that was going to fail, and gasp, it didn't work. Uh, got his ass kicked in recruiting, despite being talked about as like a great recruiter who was going to take uh, Washington to another level. Uh, and then he managed to make a roster full of talented players that were already there look like a G5 team and not a good G5 team. Uh, if that was if that wasn't enough, he somehow made like the worst game management decision at every possible opportunity. In the Oregon game, he made Mario Cristobal look competent. Like the decision to punt at the end of that game, I'm still mad at. <laughs> Maybe I still the don't worst. Know how he did it. I think that might be the worst game management decision in Pac-12 history I've ever seen. Like, like it's that it, was yeah it iconic. Can't get worse than that. Yeah, and uh, that isn't even mentioning the uh, like incident on the sidelines of that same game. It was just a fucking disaster. He took a UW team that Chris Peterson had at the top of the Pac-12, and he made it worse than a Washington State team that fired its anti-vaxxer coach mid-season. <laughs> honestly oh, how did he do this <laughs> man if washington state had fallen off i might have put nick rolovich on here but no i think jimmy lake uh, you're right he somehow <laughs> out out did that guy fascinating shit well uh, nick rolovich also had better assistance behind him I think. yeah yeah that turned out to be <laughs> and true also nick rolovich didn't get paid a buyout so they saved money there whereas jimmy yeah. lake is getting paid uh i'm also gonna go to go with jimmy lake <laughs> Uh, that was an absolute, it was, it was a, a good six to eight weeks of memes, just up and down. <laughs> I still remember our buddy. I didn't even mention that they lost to Montana. They didn't even mention that. Uh, I, our buddy Dewey, um, <laughs> I still remember in the group chat tweeted <laughs> very confidently, if Washington loses to Montana, I'm going to fucking kill myself <laughs> before it kicked off. And lo and behold, <laughs> Jimmy like did it. Um, yeah, what a what a wild ride. It felt like honestly, we were talking about nothing else except for Jimmy Lake for the longest time. I don't he still hasn't gotten a defensive coordinator job. I assume that he will at some point. But buddy, he he uh Has he uh, not has he not signed on to the uh, has he not been admitted to Nick Saban's school, school for, for wayward, wayward boys. boys who want to learn how to coach good and do other stuff good too? I don't think so. I do not think so. No, unfortunately. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I agree. It's got to be uh, Jimmy Lake. I think that's a pretty obvious one. Nick Rolovich is a great one. Um, we talked about him for about three weeks straight, um, and then he left. But Avery, who is uh, who wins your award for Look at the Mess You've Made? I was going to go with Nick Rolovich, but, like, Wazio picked up the pieces. Yeah. So naturally, 
after he left. It's like they expected it to happen. And they almost won the North. Like, they almost were the division champions. That was fucking unreal. Um, Jimmy Lake tricked me into thinking uh, he'd be coach of the year and maybe go to the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck I Jimmy that. Lake. I hate the University of Washington and <laughs> will never be supporting them again. Um, Wayne Tinkle. <laughs> Wayne Tinkle made, like, this terrible mess after going to the lead eight and having this just god awful Oregon State team, the worst power five team in the country. But he he's not gonna get fired. <laughs> he just got an extension. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll that just might blame be a it mess, on though, because Oregon State can't get rid of him. Yeah, that's true. true. But it's it's not a mess for Wayne Tingle, at least. Fair, that's fair. Yeah, I don't that sucks for Oregon State. But yeah, I'm I have to go with Jimmy Lake. That that was just fucking unreal. That's... Everyone had such high expectations for him. I mean, did, wasn't he on some preseason award watch list for coach of the year or some stupid? Why would you yeah, have that? But coach yeah. of the year, coach was very weird award. Uh, Matthew Hubertson, who wins your award for look at the mess so, you've made? I'm I'm going off the board. Um, I love these options, and this one may be looking forward a little bit, but I'm I'm, I'm y'all I'm scared. Um, we've we've theorized and and furthermore proved that Jonathan Smith and the football team at Oregon State was able to take all of the momentum oh, from no. the Oregon oh. State uh, ba- basketball uh, elite so eight run. So are you blaming Oregon State's basketball team? No, no, no the I'm, not, mess they're I'm going not blaming to them. I'm, I'm absolving them, frankly. Uh, clearly, <laughs> we see that they took all of the power and all of the wins, uh, quite literally every single one that exists in the <laughs> athletic department. Not for, for baseball. S- Not for baseball. They're fucking good at baseball. I said athletic department. Um, <laughs> for <laughs> that was to the baseball. Not the, baseball. That was to the baseball. Not to the gymnastics. Gym internet. Please do not come get me. Um, <laughs> good God, please don't get me. Um, he uh, did all that uh, for seven wins. Um. Oh. Seven thrilling wins. Truly, truly, <laughs> no, unquestionably, and frankly, Worth I just I'm, I'm afraid that Jonathan didn't capitalize on this and and get a you know better job or something because I I fear for what this season may look like is is all I'm saying. <laughs> they don't this, have any wins left to take. Where are they going to get? Well, them? I'm pretty sure Iowa State like stole all the power from Oregon State. I tweeted about this. Yeah. Further, on no truck further summit. afraid, further afraid. Yeah. Not a, it went out of conference. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's probably true. I, I mean, honestly, that feels like it's a, that goes for Wayne Tinkle. He's gonna re- make a mess of both the basketball and the football programs. If I'm being honest. Yeah, don't blame Jonathan Smith. This is all Wayne Tinkle. Yeah, oh my gosh, can we can we please start a fire Tinkle? Um, after or <laughs> if Oregon State like goes starts out with three or something. That's funny. <laughs> Very funny. All right, last dumb award. I'm going to call it the Bobrecito Award, which translates to you poor thing. Uh, and this is going to the player who coaches or schools completely fucked over. The player or athlete uh, who coaches or schools completely fucked over. I have three nominees again. But like last time, you can go off the board with this one too. All right, so number nominee number one, Jaden Daniels, who was ruined by her demo, had at Herm Edwards. Uh, he had the worst year of his career at Arizona State in 2021. We talked about him a lot. Nominee number two, Cody Riley for being put in a position for me personally to be mad at him irrationally uh, by Mick Cronin and the UCLA basketball team. Nominee number three, 
Avery Abelhausen for being completely hosed by uh, the University of Utah and the Mus. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Uh, if you don't know that history, Avery was the president of the Mus and uh, was, uh, I mean, uh, the, the university had it out for Avery for a while just because she hated uh, homophobia and uh, BYU. Mostly the homophobia um, and because BYU is homophobic. But anyway, which of <laughs> who who wins here? Jaden Daniels, Cody Riley, or Avery? <laughs> Greg, you start us off. Uh, <laughs> the Avery one is certainly a good nomination, and uh, Jaden Daniels was definitely ruined by Herm. However, I'm gonna go with Cody Riley <laughs> because uh, Cody Riley did not deserve the hate from everyone, including myself. Uh, that hate should go to Mick Cronin. Everyone in the world knows what Cody Riley is, and Cody Riley continued to be Cody Riley during the tournament. But for some reason, Mick Cronin seemed to think that Cody Riley was going to turn into someone else, and because of that, UCLA lost to North Carolina, who just went on to lose by three in the national championship game. Is that final? Did anybody yeah. even watch that? No. I was God, watching no. in the corner. Uh, I was... Uh... A guy named Puff threw up on the court. That's fun shit. Uh... <laughs> But that yeah, happens uh, in like every other Utah football game. That's right. It's <laughs> disgusting. Cody Riley we have a screenshot. Cody got fucked over the hardest. Cody Riley did get fucked over pretty bad. Uh, Avery, who uh, are you going to go with uh, one of the nominees here? Jaden, Daniels, Cody Riley, or yourself for uh, the Pobrecito Award? In my defense, I at least won student section of the year. And I do take <laughs> complete credit for that. Because that... That was a social media campaign that I ran by myself. Anyways, what about the uh, social media it, victory lap? Do we do we claim that? Where, the social victory. What was what? the, what the was social it? media victory lap with the blackface photo? Oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I very, need to be very clear about which campaign we're talking about. <laughs> the the must yeah. uh, the must posted a just a photo of fairly innocuous Utah one. Utah Athletics posted it. Oh, Utah Athletics posted a fairly innocuous yeah. photo of fans holding up something. Uh, and the student section trophy. The student section trophy, and one of the students appeared to be wearing blackface. I think he was wearing to wear red and black paint. But, uh, but don't in don't the photo cover, you can only see yeah, black. Don't cover and your face in black ever. Just I don't tweeted do it. it, and maybe I shouldn't have, but like a lot of people were coming in saying, "Well, he's just painting his face because that's the school colors." Just don't paint your face black. It's not that hard. Just just don't do that. Put some put some black lines it's under your cold eye. in salt lake just wear a ski mask there you go unbelievable <laughs> yeah um i think Jaden daniels just got absolutely fucked over i think he had one of the highest ceilings for any pac-12 quarterback something that like has been a discourse since he was a freshman um and herm edwards did absolutely nothing there and now arizona state fans like blame Jaden daniels for all their woes, which really fucking pisses me off because it's not his fault. And all the Utah fans that think that they knew Ball because he had a terrible game against Utah his freshman year, it's not his fault. Stop blaming players for how their coaches let them down. Thank you. It's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and 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 his players, too. His teammates uh, really tore into him. That was uh, So for those yeah, who didn't brutal. get to watch, uh, a couple months ago now, he announced he was entering the transfer portal and that day, his teammates went to his locker and cleaned it out, and uh, you could hear someone say he sucked anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone posted a video sucked, of that, except for their running backs. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was some wild stuff. 
boy, he did not make friends in Tempe, I guess. Uh, crazy shit. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you, Avery. I'm going to say that you win the Pobrecita Award. I, uh, I think the funniest part about funny, I mean, it's bad and, and, and frustrating, but also funny in retrospect. I think the funniest part of that was, uh, you tweeting about how, uh, homophobia was bad and being very aggressive about it. And, uh, three weeks later, them unearthing a tweet that you did three weeks ago, three weeks prior to then, saying that you thought Utah would lose to Oregon State after you Oregon State had beaten USC <laughs> with, like, three likes. At, like, 1 a.m., it had three <laughs> likes. I was like, Utah is going to lose to Oregon State because Oregon State looked amazing in that game. Yeah. And maybe it was inappropriate for the president of Utah student section to tweet that. I was right, though, to be fair. <laughs> they, they, t- they decide to reprimand me and say, oh, this is really hurting the players. And they they blamed it on the loss like of Aaron Lowe. Like I was hurting, it was malicious to the players because they were going through the loss of their teammate. It's bizarre. Well, it was, it was insane for me. It's the it's the uh, getting mad at you for homophobia, but not really being able to tell you anything. No, and then and then finding that tweet. Because if, uh, if they shit. really want to get mad at me for the what I said about BYU being homophobic, they would have fired me right then. Yeah, but they knew they couldn't. Yeah. It's it's fucking insane. It was silly. Um, to be fair, though, every single I think every single one of these universities is that stupid. Uh, the athletics departments, yeah. at least, uh, are that yeah, stupid. They are. Maybe maybe it's more influenced by the whole Utah. We want to get along with everyone, even if you do hate gay people. Shit that goes there. Yeah, I, I don't have very much respect for Utah's uh, athletic department or alumni association. That's all I have to say about that. They fucking suck, and I hate them. I uh, I hate UCLA's entire organization institution sometimes too. Uh okay, Greg, who uh who wins your pobrecito award? Oh yeah, sorry, Matt. I can't. Keep, I get you two confused now that you cut just your hair, Greg. White the same. Erasure. Just because I'm white. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Go, Matt. Um, I mean, again, this is pretty clearly Clay Helton. Um, <laughs> just the unjust firing of of who is the most elite coach in the Pac-12 in both football and basketball pretty absurd and all other sports again, again i'm not asking for the gym gym internet to come and get us please um yeah yeah clay helton okay Fair enough. <laughs> all right well that uh that's it for our rewards fun stuff as usual but one more thing before we get out of here one last dad's discourse daddy no Let it be known that every single one of you people that wants expansion in the playoff because we love the 64-team field of the college basketball (laughs) so that we can get to a final four of Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Villanova. (laughs) Eat a dick. Wasn't the people that are pro-expansion like after uh, St. Peter's won? And went yep. to the lead eight. We're like, this is why see, we need expansion. See, see, look where we ended up. It's always the same. I'm pretty sure we since 1986, uh, college football has had 19 different national champions, and uh, since that same year, college basketball has had 19 different national champions. I listened oh. to that split zone duo as well. It was a uh, very cover good. three actually. Oh, was it cover three? Damn it. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> wow, um, I sound like a smart ass. There goes. People there just goes want to be able to make a bracket. <laughs> and have like skin in the game go watch the bachelor and bachelorette 
I you am want to under on team total unders in the first half. I do ah, watch The do. Bachelor and Bachelorette, actually. Do uh, you make brackets, or is that... No, I don't, we, don't, we don't do brackets in The Bachelor Bachelorette. What we started doing is we started uh, turning it into, like, a fantasy league. And so we, we <laughs> oh, every God. week, will draft, like, two or three I gotta, players. I, I got to take control back of this. To okay, I would, I would um, actually, no, I would so actually I just, do that. Because everybody's yeah, just fun. talking about how, like, I and I get the understand. I get the need. <laughs> Sorry, Bachelorette fans, please also don't come for me. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, because they listen to a podcast on Pac-12 football and basketball. I don't sure. know. Y'all are fucking everywhere. <laughs> um, I just I don't I, I understand the argument of you want the other New York Six games to mean something and everything like that. And so, did you just comb your hair in the middle of a podcast, Greg? This what is not the a comb. shit? This is a microphone stand. I'm just like. <laughs> weird oh my adhd makes me do things i'm sorry yeah you're the one with adhd for sure um definitely not me i um so i just i get that argument but the problem is the focus on the final four and the the focus on the actual like championship of the playoff just remove that just go back to like bcs and just having a single game this is dumb we're gonna end up here at the same point yeah I honestly think the only way these people are going to realize it is when we have a 16 team playoff and it fucking sucks and nobody watches half the games. Yeah. Because that's a lot of football to watch that you're not going to care about. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I am not a fan of anything having to ruin the, the college football season. It's just so different. Like, you know, it kind of makes it like if, if college basketball were structured like college football is, uh, we would probably would. care more about the regular season. Like we go through these lulls, like, you know, late January, most of February, we're like, ugh, it's kind of a slog. Like you're over the excitement. There aren't any interesting matchups anymore. Now we've got UCLA having to play Colorado and Utah in a road, get road series. And then Arizona had like, has to go play like, pff, I don't know, uh, who Arizona state or some shit. And it just doesn't end up mattering that much. They'll probably beat them. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But college football, it's like every single one really does matter. Even if you're not in the playoff, uh, even if you're not given a chance, like, and it's harder to have these upsets, yeah. like St. Peter's can get hot and have just, they're just so strong and they really want to win and they can will it into the ability to get to the sweet 16 or the elite eight. That doesn't happen hey, in football. Don't question the power of a cock. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, and the problem is because we have these slogs because the conversation changes from actually discussing who a top eight or a top 10 in the country are, because those are actually good teams and that's actually an interesting conversation, to who's on the bubble and who the 64th team best best team is. So if you expand the playoffs, like nobody gives a shit who the 15th through 18th team is. They don't care. Like case in point, nobody pays attention to the Pac-12. Like this is this is what the problem is. And so you just... You're completely ruining the conversation and totally ruining the regular season, and I'm bugged yep. for the same for the same result for the same shit. Yeah, uh, boy, we I feel like the last time we had this discourse was literally one year ago. Here we are again talking about uh, playoff expansion. Seems like that won't be a thing for a while, though. I'm glad we don't have to do this anymore. Because man, it'll, it'll happen next year. Because it will. And it, it'll it happen. Will. It will be a huge discourse on all of the yelling talk shows. Uh, anyway, uh, I agree. I think that's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're not. I'm glad that we're not moving there. All right. Well, that will do it for us. Once again, we're dropping an episode every month until August. Once a month until August. Uh, we hope that you get some rest from sports until then. 
because I certainly will be. I feel like this season's just been exhausting. Have you all been exhausted by this? No, gymnastics is still happening. You talked about six consecutive wow. natty appearance. You all are sick. since since the creation more. of women's gymnastics national championships. Utah has been to every single one. Imagine not. They should win Skiing one. Skiing season. Hopefully. That'd be cool. Ended, That'd be cool. Uh, another national championship for Utah. Your program could never. We're uh, um, wait. We're Greg. Greg and Avery. Were you two uh, born to for last uh, for Utah's last NCAA? Absolutely gym not. But <laughs> your team's not going to the Natties this year, so cry, cry bitch. <laughs> yeah, and fucking coach is YouTube uh, champs. No, too bad. Is a YouTube champs, piece though. Of shit. And racism and all that. Anyway, uh, as we said, one episode a month until August. I'm taking a restaurant's bro. These sickos, these degenerates can keep going. No more fucking can discourses I, about. Can I do a, watching a solo episode about mascot gender discourse? Oh, I think that's please do. That would be idea. fun. Do the research. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, if she's doing that. Greg and I are doing an F one pod. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! Um, all right. Well, you all do it. I'm not editing that shit. I'm done for for like three months at least. All right. Anyway, uh, that will do it for us. For Avery at Brave underscore Grapes, Greg at Banana Morphs, and Matt at Matt Niver. I'm Carlos at Equity Bruin. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember. Go dogs, and there are no truck stops here. Not even one. Send me our audition tapes, please. Greg. <laughs>